Hello, everybody. This is Tommy D, sports director of the Tennessean, and Gentry Estes. How are you doing, Gentry? Good. Good Columnist at the Tennessean. We're breaking down the doors, but what we're doing is breaking down the scores because uh, we're picking every SEC game against the line, as we have been doing this season. And Adam Sparks isn't here. He went 3-3 and last week, and he just tucked his tail and ran, Gentry. Yeah, he's he's still, I guess. What what does it look like over the season now? Um, he's he's five hundred on the season, so it's like a the the perfect week for him. I think he's three and three last week, thirty thirty and two ties on the season. You joined us late, and and you're below five hundred. Quite frankly, you went four and two, nice bounce back, and now you're eleven and twelve. And I am a leader in the clubhouse in the pizza race or whatever we're going to go out and eat when you guys buy me dinner or lunch uh, when I win this thing. I am 34, 26, and 2 on the season. Each of us does a pick of the week, which can be an SEC game, but just so far hasn't been. And Adam's 5-1 and one on the year. I'm 5-1, and one and you're 1-2. and two. And we've got a, a short slate once again of SEC games. And these are from the BetMGM odds. We are doing this on Wednesday afternoon, so... By the time you hear this, it's possible that uh, the game that you're hearing a line for, the line has changed. But um, let's get started. What, what jumps out of you? Did you see anything on this this week's slate? Last week's was a pretty bad slate of games in the SEC. Yeah, a little bit better this week. I think we agreed on a lot of them this week. Yes. Uh, one notable exception that we'll get to, mm-hmm. the game in Knoxville. But um, yeah. I some some big lines also. It's it, you, you I saw those are figure. tough. You do you take or give? You know you kind of yeah. most people are either point givers or point takers. Yeah, I mean you know I think all of us would would pick Georgia to beat South Carolina, but you know oh, yeah. twenty four point hope. spread. I you know twenty four and a half. That that gets into luck to a degree. I mean, take for example the Georgia Tennessee game this last weekend. That game could have been a lot closer. Georgia returned to. You know, uh, re- return a fumble for a touchdown and held him on the goal line there at the end of the game. And I mean, that's I, yeah. I and also, Georgia could have kept the offense open longer and tacked two more scores on. Maybe they could have. And, and that's when you get into these kind of games. It's just a matter of what happens when the backups are out there, and it's it's tough to figure. Yeah, I'm, I would much rather pick something like Kentucky, Arkansas, which you don't expect to be a complete blowout a closer line even if i don't get it right that's like we've seen 39 41 point lines and it's just hard to know what a lot of the backdoor covers are going to be so we'll start off with a game with a, a big uh, number georgia at home given 24 and a half points to south carolina and everybody here like south carolina what's your thinking here i just think it's a big number i mean i know the game's in athens and i think georgia will win i think georgia will win handily i don't foresee it being a close call or anything but 24 and a half points is a lot south carolina's coming off a bye week they appeared to get better a little better yeah they got a good win over kentucky their defense looked really good in that game i don't say they're well but they're better yeah and south carolina has a knack for playing georgia pretty tough Mm -hmm. the talent gap is is probably is going to be too much here but i just don't see georgia is not that team this year where they're scoring like 60 points they, right. they get a lead and they kind of want to sit on it they want to mm-hmm. run the ball and kill the clock that's kind of what yeah what happened in knoxville this last and week prom is very efficient but he doesn't he doesn't produce a lot of like two a uh, one play touchdown drives you know so I, I think we're all probably on the same page with this one right uh we move on to knoxville where mississippi state is a road uh favorite given six and a half points almost a touchdown 
at UT in Neyland Stadium, and I think they're good for it, Gentry. I think Mississippi State rolls in there. They're they're kind of an eyesore of a team, but they're a better team, I think, than Tennessee. That's why they're favored. And and when, if you say that that home field counts with three points with the bookies, they're saying it's about a ten point game, you know, on a neutral site. And and I think Mississippi State has more together than Tennessee does, and I think they got a fairly salty defense. And I'm, I'm not sold that the Vols solved all their problems because they scored two touchdowns last week. Did you uh, Did you watch the Auburn Mississippi State game? I did, and they got. I don't think Tennessee has the the speed that Auburn does, obviously. And where the the mascot they ran into bully and that was just kind of how that whole game went really but uh, I was not impressed with Mississippi State I felt like Auburn embarrassed them really they had no chance of stopping them and um, my pick here I'm the only one going Tennessee out of the three of us and I I like the six and a half I do I think it's going to be a close game but I also I think Tennessee's going to win a game wow and it's because I don't think Mississippi State's very good and I think Tennessee they're not fixed, but they're they figured some things out on their bye week. Most notably, who their quarterback was going to be, and I understand this guy is very inexperienced, and he is not going to be the cure all to everything that ails this program. But he's better than what they had, and he went out there and ran Jim Cheney's approach against Georgia very well, and that allowed them to get a lead in the second quarter, hit a couple of big plays, and do some things. Cheney knew how to attack his old team. But he, the difference was he had a quarterback that's willing to do it. That's totally different from the Tennessee team that completely fell on their face at Florida. And I think there'll be some confidence there with it being a home game. And plus, Tommy, I just don't think Mississippi State's very good. Okay, I can buy that. Adam Sparks is with me. He's taken the Bulldogs of Mississippi State. And he also took South Carolina, so that one was unanimous. And we move on down the board to an interesting game, uh, alabama Given 17 and a half points at Kyle Field in College Station, Texas, at Texas A&M, where every game is a military parade. If you've ever been there, they roll out tanks and I never it, understood that. It, it used to be a mil- That's what the M in mil- is, is military. It was a military boarding school, but it's uh, not now. No, but I mean that's kind of their tradition. They've got one of the biggest, if not the biggest, ROTC program in the country. I don't know where they get all the hardware though. I mean, it's like they've got. They've got their own army. Quite frankly, they could probably take um, – I don't – they couldn't overtake Texas, but there are states they could probably take – overtake rolling their hardware in there. Arkansas. Uh, or, yeah. yeah. And Alabama's not one of those states, quite frankly, because I – Probably wouldn't want to mess with Louisiana nah, or Alabama. <laughs> yeah, New Mexico, though. I, I, they can make a good case for that. So I'm given the 17 and a half points. I'm ignoring the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, and the Marine um, Reserves – at uh, Texas A&M, and I am saying that Alabama covers uh, and covers handily. I think this is going to be an embarrassment. I think this might be 45-52 to 10. This could be a really rough day for Jimbo Fisher. He needs a good showing here. They haven't mm-hmm. played very well here lately, and it's getting about that time where people are starting to mention how much he makes and what all he was supposed to do there, and he's not done it. And SEC West is no joke, right? Plenty of good coaches have, have struggled in that league. His, this is another one. It's because you play teams like Alabama regularly, and you will lose. And Auburn and others, and yeah, yeah. And, and Adam is with us on this. Yeah, it's kind of funny you mentioned this. So I'll, I'll go off on the tangent because I never quite get this, and I hear it from the media, and we're in the media, so I hear it from people in our profession, especially talking heads on TV and 
and such. I don't get that he makes this much money so the expectations are higher. Well, the last guy didn't make this much money, but they fired him for not meeting these expectations. If you were paying him half what you're paying him, would they be satisfied with being average? I think it's more the fact that he was supposed to be – I mean, this is a guy who's won a national championship, sure. and they kind of stole him away from Florida State. and He was a lot more – fair or not, a lot more expectations than Kevin Sumlin would have had going into that mm-hmm. job. But, hey, look, A&M – they're going to have expectations no matter who the coach is. Right, and no matter what they pay them, and they're going to pay them well. And the sad truth of it is, this is a topic for another day, but Missouri has had more luck in the East than Texas A&M has had in the West. That's a very good topic uh, that, that might come up in one of your columns when Missouri plays Tennessee or Vanderbilt. Spoiler alert, uh, that's, that's a suggestion from uh, – well, from your boss. Well, and A&M's been better at basketball than Missouri. Nobody saw that. Coming. Yeah, that, that one I didn't see coming. Mm-hmm. So we move on down the score sheet, and uh, we have a, what what in some years would be a very good basketball game, UNLV at Vanderbilt. Many years ago. Yeah. Um, Vandy's had you – know, right now, Vandy's not won a game, and um, they've hardly won a game in any sport, quite frankly, in 2000, 20, 2019, although they've won a lot of baseball games. Yeah, you want to say nineteen twenty? Right. Yeah. Something like that. But, uh, yeah, they're on a – they're on a twenty nineteen twenty game losing streak in basketball that we'll get to on some future edition of Breaking Down the Doors. But we have UNLV, which is not the Jerry Tarkanian basketball UNLV playing at Vanderbilt. And Vandy is giving 14 and a half points. And boy, that half point just grates on me. I can just see this thing being 28 to 14 with a late cover by UNLV. But I'm giving all every bit of the 14 and a half and crossing my fingers that that works out. UNLV is not very good, and they've been giving up a lot of points. Obviously, Vanderbilt's a team with some serious issues at this point. But I I do think the likely change at quarterback, I believe, is Mm -hmm. is probably going to help them get a little something going offensively. And and UNLV is just bad. If Vanderbilt can't blow out UNLV, who can they blow out? And, And for the second straight home game since Northern Illinois was the last one, Vanderbilt will have an advantage in the stands over the visiting team uh, with more people there. Not that there will be a ton of people there from what I saw a couple of weeks ago, but they will have more than – I don't think UNLV probably travels real well. Probably not. So, probably not for football. There's, I don't know if those – They need to be good at basketball again, though. Everything was much more fun when you had Jerry The Thomas Tartani. and Mack Center in uh, Vegas uh, is, a, is a venue, a good venue. They have a lot of uh, other events that – you know, before especially before they built the MGM Grand Arena, that was kind of where you had to put anything that had to be in an arena. In Las Vegas, was on the UNLV campus. So a little trivia for you: I can start a boxing program, probably. Do that would be what well, I'd, I would go. I'd watch. I bet they could beat Vanderbilt in boxing. They'd probably beat them up pretty bad. Bowling though, Vandy'd have bowling. Oh, bowling! They kill them. Ole Miss at Missouri. Missouri given eleven and a half points, and I think we've all figured out that Missouri's not the team that lost to Wyoming at the beginning of the season. We haven't figured out why they were the team that lost to Wyoming at the beginning of the season. But but we or all why they would even play that game at Wyoming at the beginning that's of the season. A, that's a, SEC scheduling sometimes baffles me. You, Missouri doesn't act like they're in the SEC as far as things like that. You know, you're supposed to pay somebody to come in and play you, not mm-hmm. well, we'll play a home and home with Wyoming. No, that's not a good idea. They are legit though. I've been picking them the last couple of weeks. That's they're one of the few that I've made ground with on this. They're a very, very good football team, and I think I think they will beat either Florida or Georgia. And I wouldn't be shocked if they ended up winning the East somehow in a three way tie. I'm gonna tell you, they play Georgia. But Georgia has Florida, Auburn, 
and Missouri right in the middle. It is the perfect trap game scenario if you're looking at Georgia's schedule. I I said before the season started, I thought Georgia would go 11-1 and one and lose to Missouri. Just, wow. just calling that right now. Okay. I'm not going to be shocked. Is that, do you know where that one is at? Off the top of your head? I, don't I, I, th- I think it's at Georgia. Okay. So is that Missouri? I'll definitely be with you. But I could still see them beating one or both of those. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be 100% shocked if Missouri ends up somehow in Atlanta on some kind of a three-way tie in the East and winning a coin flip or whatever. So anyway, Missouri. Spoiler alert on our picks for yes. Ole Miss. So Adam Sparks also picked Vanderbilt, as did we. And Adam Sparks also picks Missouri, given the 11.5, as have we, because Ole Miss is just not very good. You know, they're better than I thought. They are. Uh, that they, they were not humiliated by Alabama a couple of weeks ago, and they – they can score a few points. They got the quarterback a run. And I truly gave Vanderbilt a, a pretty good chance to beat them in Oxford, and that game wasn't close. So I mm-hmm. I think Ole Miss has is, is quietly gotten a little better this year, and they're definitely not the worst team in that division. That team, that's Arkansas. Yeah. And, and well, we'll see because Arkansas is going to Kentucky. Kentucky's given six and a half points. And I'm the guy who just can't figure out what Arkansas is all about. They gave A&M a good run. That's always a close game when they play that game in Arlington, by the way. Got to remember that next year. It was. You know, it always is. And I'm taking Arkansas. I'm taking the points because I don't – I think Kentucky will win. But Kentucky, like, like they get around 20 points, and it's just like that's about all they can do. And it's hard to cover that line if you're not scoring higher than that because I think Arkansas will score. The injuries are a problem for Kentucky now. They're, they've they've had to figure out their quarterback situation after losing their starter a couple games in, and you know now they're talking about taking Lynn Bowden, the wide receiver, and running him at quarterback David Palmer style. Remember that mm-hmm. that time? Yeah, sure. And um, oh, I remember David Palmer well. That's very it's similar is what to he what ain't they, David Palmer. He's not bad though. He's not. He's not the deuce. But but he's he, not David he probably is the best quarterback on Kentucky's team right now. Though all things considered, and, and from what we've seen, uh, Kentucky's defense is still pretty solid, and they're playing pretty well. And Arkansas is just just not good enough. I don't think to go into Lexington and win. Kentucky's still. They're coming off a of bye week. Number one, number two. They 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 have so they're a little going to be a little bit healthier. And they they've also they've got enough to win this thing going away. Kentucky's a good bit better than Arkansas on paper. I think. Okay, so you're taking Kentucky, given the six and a half. I'm taking the six and a half, and Adam Sparks is with you. He's got the Wildcats at home, given six and a half points. And we also have an outlier disagreement here at Florida at LSU. LSU's given what I think is a big number is 13 and a half. If it was 14 and a half, I'd have trouble giving it, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's closer than that, but I'm still going LSU because they have – a potentially explosive offense. How is the number that big? 13 and a half. Florida had this great win. Now, granted, you and I both took LSU. Yeah. Because I, I, so I, I'm, I'm just saying, but still 13 and a half. I, I checked that to make sure that was right. That, I think the consensus is that Florida just looks bad. And, and that I, I think, and my, my particular belief is, but this is a much tougher matchup for Florida. Well, coming off the, the Auburn, Auburn game, game that's that's tough to have to play a game like that, then turn around and go to Death Valley like that the next week. That's somebody at LSU will complain something about the scheduling, though. It'll, they always complain about the schedule. SEC somehow screwing them by letting them play at home at night. Well, LSU gets Florida at home. in the afternoon. This one, that's it. Darn it, they made them play. At a, they they wanted to kick off at a different time. LSU will get Florida at home, and they get Auburn at home. 
They will have to go to Alabama. Mm-hmm. But I might trade those. I'll take the other two on the road. <laughs> Alabama at home, but they ain't done it. They can't score against Alabama at home, quite frankly. This team can. Yeah, well, this, we'll see. this LSU team's a little different. And I, this I, Alabama defense is a little different too. They're, I, not, they're not pushing people around. At this moment, I don't think Alabama's a slam dunk to win that division simply because of LSU. I kind of agree. Yeah. So I don't think that Texas A&M's a factor, which I thought they might be a little bit, at least as a spoiler going in. I don't think they're beating anybody that matters. Well, we got Auburn off this week, and I, yeah. I would have. I would have actually bet money on Auburn beating Florida, and and most people I knew I talked to about that game agreed with that. Yeah, and that was one of those games that looked so obvious that there was something that we couldn't see. I think it's a freshman quarterback getting rattled. Yeah, I think Florida's defense was That's, fast and, enough. And, and good I think enough. you might have seen. I tweeted out that in my experience, and I've been all over the SEC, I've been to every stadium, and I've been outside the SEC to a lot of places. The time the, – the loudest I've ever heard a stadium was at Gainesville. I still go with Neyland Stadium on that. Yeah. I, back – Well, you, you're old. You're, you're giving away your age there. About 18 years yeah. ago. But, yeah, I, I, LSU's in that conversation. Too. Yeah. Yeah, then the, uh, they are. But uh, for me personally, it was, it was one night in Florida where they scored on the first play like an 80-yard touchdown pass against Alabama, and the, it sounded like you were on a runway and the jet was taking off. It is a tough play, and, and I think that Florida, Florida is one of those teams that when you watch them play, they they don't really do anything that great, and you're not that impressed. But they just keep winning, mm-hmm. and teams like that—that's how you. That's sometimes how teams want to end up in playoffs. It's a survive and advance kind of thing. So, yeah. Uh, that well, said, we both think LSU beats them by a couple of touchdowns. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, forget all that we just said. And, and Adam Sparks has taken those Gators, so we will see how that works out for him. And now we're down to our picks of the week. Uh, each week, we look at all the lines, and any of us can pick any game. And the game I picked, and I hate this because I'm hoping I'm wrong, or at least that the, that the team I'm picking against uh, wins, even if they don't cover. I think Fresno State's a fairly decent team. They're going to Air Force, which is an option team that can cause you a lot of trouble. And Air Force is giving three and a half points. And, and Fresno, I think, has got better athletes. They would tend to. They've been pretty good at times. And looking at their scores, I just think they're at least going to cover and maybe even beat Air Force this this game. So I'm taking Fresno State, and I'm taking three and a half points on the road at Air Force. I, it's impressive. You dug pretty deep for that. I don't have a lot for the Fresno State Air Force matchup. Sparks and I both went with the ACC. Adam took... Uh, Virginia and a point and a half at Miami. That's a Friday night game. I think Virginia's the better team, so I can see the play there. I thought about that. Miami's struggling too. They're, yeah, they're not playing very well. I, I, Virginia's a sneaky good team. They, Bronco Mendenhall's done a pretty good job there. He's a good coach. Yeah, he's got a great name too. He took them from nothing to a pretty respectable team. Yep. Speaking of going from from nothing to a pretty respectable team, Florida State's looked a lot better here the last. Gone from nothing to a pretty respectable team this year. Yeah, right. Florida State. Look, you know what kind of talent is there. They've started to play a good bit better. They got a good win over NC State. They probably should have lost to Louisville before that, and they kind of outlasted them and won a close game that they needed to win. They go to Clemson and they're getting twenty six and a half. Clemson, Clemson's good. We all know this, but Clemson. Dang near lost at North Carolina a couple of weeks ago. Uh, there were a two-point conversion away from losing that game. I don't think 
much like Alabama, I don't think Clemson is as good this year as they were. I think they had to replace a lot on their defense. Oh, yeah. And we all know the quarterback. They're the team that everybody thinks might be the best team but really hasn't played like the best team. Right. And a lot like Alabama, we know the quarterback. We know some of the offensive weapons. But their defense is a little susceptible. And I think Florida State is good enough to hang in there 26 and a half points is a lot against oh, a, a team huge with huge number against, against a team with some five stars out there running around right. like Florida State has. So I I just I'm going on the number there. In fact, I che- I checked it twice to make sure that number was rise. That number's pretty high. Yeah. Yeah, that's almost four touchdowns and that's hard to believe. You know, the the question is do the wheels completely come off for Florida State which is on the road. So I can see it, but I could also see Clemson Doing what what would not, the opposite of what used to be thought of as Clemsoning, which is just curb stomping them. And, and I could obviously be wrong here, but but to me, I think Florida State is the kind of team that will play better in an environment like Clemson because their own stadium hasn't been full, right? And they've been sleepy atmospheres. And you go into to a place like that and play, and I mm-hmm. think Florida, I think Clemson will get their best. Okay. Well, that's it for this edition of Breaking Down the Doors, where we were breaking down the scores and picking every game against the line. We hope you'll – every SEC game and a few others. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you haven't already. And remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever it is you get your podcast. And you can drop us a review or a rating while you're at it. For Gentry Estes, I'm Tommy Dees, and we'll be here doing this again next week.